Welcome to Your Love Ministries, where this is a Holy Spirit-led podcast. Good day to you. My name is Claire Carter, and I'm your host on this journey of becoming a disciple of Christ. Today, we're going to speak on what does quenching the Spirit mean? So let's first go to the Father in prayer. Heavenly, glorious, amazing, wonderful Father, we love and praise and honor and glorify you on this day. Thank you for your blessed Son, Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that resides inside of us. Ignite the Holy Spirit today. Holy Spirit, have your way on this podcast. Have your way for the ears of us as listeners. We thank you for the word that will come forth today so we can learn to have a closer relationship with you. There's a need out there on this day, Father God, we ask that your ears and heart is open to it as well. We come to you as your children and we know that Jesus receives those prayers from us. So we thank you and we send them up to you as a sweet incense. We thank you for the blessings over our life, the ones that we know about and the ones we don't know about, Lord, the ones that have yet to come, the ones that you have already done for us. We just thank you for who you are in our lives. Lord, if there is healing on this day that needs to take place, have your way. If there is deliverance that needs to take place on this day, have your way. Whatever it is, we look to you for guidance. Whatever it is, we look to you to know that we lay it in your hands because you are the one with the pure blood. You are the one with the healing blood, the blood of deliverance, the blood of coverage. And we thank you and praise and honor you for you are worthy of it all. In Jesus name, amen. Okay, so what does quenching the spirit mean? First of all, we need to know what is the Holy Spirit? Jesus tells us in John chapter 14, verse 26, that the Holy Spirit is a personal advocate who helps believers. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. It is through the Holy Spirit that God sends his love personally to you. God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. After you begin a relationship with God, God's Holy Spirit comes to be close to you, so close that the Spirit becomes a personal part of you and your life. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, declares that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God. And when we think about that, the Holy Spirit resides in us. So we should want to keep our temples clean. We should want to keep this dwelling clean so that the Holy Spirit can live and move and have his being through us. So the Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is the person, is personal, is a being. The Holy Spirit is a part of God the Father and Jesus the Son. In 1 John, excuse me, John 14, 17, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of truth and promises believers that he lives with you and will be with you. As a personal aspect of God living within you, the Holy Spirit can empower you to choose what will bring you life and peace. 
Now, when we allow the Holy Spirit to live in us, what exactly does that mean? So when we give our life to Christ, when we say, Jesus, I want to receive you in my heart. Jesus, I no longer want to live the way that I've been living. I need your salvation. I have realized that eternal life with you is what I long for. I don't want to burn in the fiery pits of hell, but I want to dwell in heaven with you when it's my time. And when we make that decision and come to that realization, we receive Jesus into our hearts. And they say to repeat that and understand that scripture. Romans chapter 10, verse 9, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus died on the cross for our sins and God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And I always share with us that it doesn't end there. That once we receive Jesus in our hearts, that is just the beginning. It's the beginning of a new life for us. It's the beginning of a new way to think, a new way to breathe, a new way to live, a new way to love. Because when we are consumed with the love of Christ, to truly understand and know that Christ died on the cross so we can be free, that type of love, the the unsurmountable amount of love that God has for us to send his son, true love. It makes us love differently when we receive the love of someone else that loves us that much and and understanding that it didn't matter what we've done. His love is not conditional. His love is unconditional. So no matter how many times that I've messed up in life, when I have done wrong, when I have done dirty to others as well as myself, he forgives me for that and still loves me. And so this type of love that we are consumed with now gives us a greater mind, a greater heart and wanting more and greater in life. And so the Holy Spirit ignites inside of us because now Jesus lives within us. God lives within us and he is the spirit of truth. He lives with us, stays with us and guides us. And how does he do that? When we pay attention to him, when when we're going places that, you know, you get that funny feeling like, mm, well, maybe I really shouldn't be going there. Or when you're talking to someone and then you got that feeling like, mm, this just doesn't feel right. Or, or you're doing something and you have that feeling, that like sick feeling or that how people say something told me I shouldn't have done that. That something is the Holy Spirit saying, hey, you're getting off track. Hey, this is not going to turn out good. Hey, slow it down. Pump your brakes. Pay attention. And when we pay attention to those things and realize that we're being guided, oh, that's right. Okay, I shouldn't go there because that's not going to turn out to be a good thing. And it gives us wisdom. The Holy Spirit gives us that wisdom once we have that conviction on our hearts or that feeling inside of us. So we see in Romans chapter 8, verse 5 and 6, it says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. And if you ask someone, 
would you do you want to live like by death you know in destruction or do you want to live um in life and peace i would say a majority of the because you are going to have a few that might actually answer destruction and and death but i would say a majority of the people maybe 99 percent of the people 95 percent will even say of people will say they want to live a life of life and peace right but the problem is we don't know how to receive that. We don't know how to get that. How do you achieve that? And how it is achieved is through the life of Christ, through the blood of Christ, through the salvation of Jesus. Because when we allow him to come in, he's a gentleman. He doesn't push on us. He doesn't shove us. He doesn't harm us in ways. He says, I knock and those that open I will come in and I will sup with them. Sup. I will eat with them. I will live with them. I will be in you and you will be in me. And then the renewing of our hearts, the renewing of our minds begin. And then we think differently and we see things differently and we love differently. How how long that I've been on this path with Jesus, what took place in my life was... I thought that I was a good mother. I thought that I was a good person, right? I'm just living life and doing what I thought was the best that I could do. But when I gave my life to Jesus, because I felt this emptiness, I felt that there is so much more to life and I'm missing out, that there has to be something better than this. And yes, his name is Jesus. And when I received Jesus into my heart, I loved my kids in a different way. I was a better person that I could ever be because why now Jesus is living in me. He's taking the junk out of me, my ill thoughts and and my ill reactions to things. And he has placed in me so much love. Now I look at people differently. I don't judge. I love. I've learned that I, I should be quick to listen, but slow to speak. I've learned these things because I used to be so quick to listen and so quick to speak that it would cause problems for me because I would jump and react on things instead of being patient and really soaking what is being said to me. I would get attitudes and be upset. And so all that anger was released. The emotional um, agitation and journey that I was going through, I released that to Christ. I said, Lord, I don't want these feelings anymore. I just want you. And then he placed the feelings inside of me that feel good, the feelings of peace and love. And the Holy Spirit bears the fruits of the Spirit. And the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, patience, self-control, faithfulness. And now I'm able to carry these things instead of like, I have these things now inside of me in place of the anger, in place of the emotions, in place of the the frustrations, in place of the non-peace. There's always chaos or drama, but I'm so grateful to know that with Jesus in my life and and how he works in and through me, giving me a new way to think, a new way to live, that I, I don't live in the drama anymore. I have so much more wisdom because he's opened my eyes. So now 
the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can cleanse us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, it says that, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. So the Holy Spirit cleanses us. The Holy Spirit wants to dwell inside of us and he needs a clean dwelling. He needs a clean residence. It's just like if someone were to come over to our home, do we leave, you know, the the laundry out? Do we let the bag of trash just overflow? Do we leave the dishes in the sink? No, we sweep up, we mop up, we make it smell good. We make it look good. We want to clean it up because we're inviting someone to come over, right? And that's what the Holy Spirit We're inviting him to come in. But the beautiful thing is, is that he's the one that comes in to clean us up. We just have to be participating with it. So it's it's like inviting someone over to your home, but instead of you having to do all the work before they get there, they actually are going along with you, helping you clean. That's good stuff right there. Thank you, Jesus. So the Holy Spirit intercedes in prayer for us when we can't articulate our prayers the spirit helps us in our weakness in romans chapter 8 verse 26 and 27 the spirit helps us in our weakness we do not know what we ought to pray for but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for god's people in accordance with the will of god amen So when we are so distraught, when we are so upset about whatever is going on, we go to God and just pray and cry it out. And we don't even know what to say or think. And we just pour out and cry and just allow the Holy Spirit to pray for us and pray through us. There are some times when people come up to us or we're somewhere and and someone is in need of prayer. And sometimes you're just like, I don't even know what to pray for. You know, being being a pastor of a church, you know, we have people that that say, hey, can you can you pray for Sally? Can you pray for Bob? And I'm like, sure. Do you you know, is there a particular need that? Well, I don't know. Just something doesn't seem right. You know, you mind praying for him? And in those moments when we pray and it's not even just being the pastor, I'm just giving an example for when people come in or come to me and ask me to pray. Uh, That's anybody. If anyone were to say, hey, can you pray for my friend? You know, I know you are a prayer warrior. I know that you pray to God. Will will you please pray for my friend? And you're like, hey, what's going on with them? I don't know. It just seems sad. It just seems like something's not right. And we don't know. But the Holy Spirit does. So that's why that's when we leave that in the Holy Spirit's hands and we just start praying and Holy Spirit, just have your way in this prayer and you know what's going on in their life. And sometimes Holy Spirit will reveal it. And so we know what we need to pray for. We know what we need to do. So looking at Ephesians 4, um, that's a great chapter to read. Actually, I would like to just encourage everyone to read the full book of Ephesians. In in this, we will learn who we are in Christ Jesus. You know, why, you know, how he died for our sins, who we are in Christ Jesus, how much God loves us that he sent his son. We also learn the power and authority of Christ Jesus in us, the Holy Spirit. We learn um, more of how we are to live our lives. We learn, um, we learn also of the, the, full armor of God, 
right? And these things, Ephesians, I just want you to read, you know, chapters one through six, please. I just, I just want to encourage you to do that because it is so important for us to understand this. It is so important for us if we are Christ-like, if we consider ourselves to be disciples of Christ, if we consider ourselves to be Christ-like, these chapters are so important. They're essential for our life. They're essential for how we are to fight back against the attacks of the devil, against the attacks of Satan. He lays it out. He he builds us up to know who we are in him and to know that we are not alone and we should not be afraid. We are built up to know the that he equips us. And so I just want to encourage you all to read that as we end here today, just to please read through the whole book of Ephesians. Amen. So Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time that we have here together. Gathering in your name, Jesus, for us to receive knowledge, Lord. You tell us becoming a disciple of you, Christ, and that's who we want to be. Father, I I pray that everything that was spoken today, Lord, that that it's received, that, that we understand, that it was made plain for us to truly understand. We just thank you so much for giving us knowledge to know who the Holy Spirit is and that we are not to quench the Holy Spirit. That means to suffocate, extinguish, or suppress. We don't want to suppress you in our lives, Lord. So teach us and show us and guide us as you do. That's what the Holy Spirit is here for. And we thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to us. Thank you. For you love us so much that you did not leave us alone. Satan wants us to believe that we are alone here. He wants us to believe that we are not loved. And he is a liar because you love us. He is a liar because we are not alone. You have sent the Holy Spirit to be with us. So we will not quench the Holy Spirit. We will not suppress the Holy Spirit in our life. We will read through Ephesians to understand your expectations for us. We want to feel and know your love and we want eternal life, Lord. We don't want the life of death and destruction. We want the life that is a life of love, joy, and peace with you, Jesus. So we thank you and we praise you and we love you. And we honor you on this day in your glorious and precious name, Jesus. Bless our minds and hearts that we receive this word on this day, that we will act upon your word on this day, that we will apply it to our lives on this day in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. So if there is someone that has not given their life to Christ, I want to encourage you today is always a great day to do so. Today is a great day to give your life to Christ. Why? Because we don't know what the next moment beholds. We don't know what the next hour beholds or next day or or month or week or year. And what better place to be but resting in the arms of our Jesus when we take our last breath here on earth. So if this is something you want to do today, I encourage you. And I say, and I commend you and say hallelujah, because if you've decided to give your life to Christ today, angels in heaven are rejoicing with us. 
angels in heaven are rejoicing with us. Amen. How do I get saved? You confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. You believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, for your sins, for my sins. And that God raised him on the third day. And if you believe that, thou shalt be saved. And it doesn't end there. Daily conversations with Christ. Daily conversations in prayer. Allowing the Holy Spirit to be ignited in your life. These are the things. It's it's a continued thing. You don't just say the scripture and that's it. You live your life out for Christ. And I encourage you to get into a Bible-believing, Holy Spirit-led Bible study. So you can learn more about having a relationship with Christ Jesus. You can learn more about who God is and who the Holy Spirit is in your life. So important for us to do that and share Jesus. Spend time daily talking with him. That's what prayer is. Spend time prayer talking to him. Time in prayer. Read your word. Read the Bible because that is God's truth. And that's how we know how to have a closer relationship. The walk for Christ is not for the weak, but for the warrior. So stay strong because there will be more things coming up against you because now you're no longer on Satan's team. You are on the team of Christ. So I encourage you to stay strong. When hard times come, press through. Look to Christ. Speak to him. Lord, I'm having a hard time with this. Lord, it seems like more people are coming up against me. Lord, I need you and he will get you through. Because when Satan knows you're no longer on his team, he fights harder to get you back. And if you've given your life to Christ today, hallelujah, praise God. And this is the best decision you could ever make. Amen. Amen. So thank you so much for everyone that has joined us today. We would love to hear from you. If you've given your life to Christ, if you have any questions, something you want me to um, speak on uh, or teach on, please reach out to us. You are love ministries at yahoo.com. Y-O-U-A-R-E-L-O-V-E-D-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S. The at sign yahoo.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, you are loved.